Good morning, everyone. It is good to see you on this fifth Sunday of Lent. We have been journeying through Lent together, dealing with some pretty challenging, tough topics, journeying through to acceptance. And then a couple Sundays ago, our youth leading us on a journey through conflict to resolution. And today we are talking about pressing on toward glory. Glory. That sounds like an Easter word, doesn't it? Not a word for Lent. You know, I I had fun with this yesterday. So I looked up the word glory in... um, Uh, using my dictionary app on my phone, and there were about, oh, at least eight to ten definitions of glory. And a lot of them have to do with human achievement or hearkening back to the glory days. I was thinking of Bruce Springsteen's song, Glory Days, right? (laughs) thinking about the wonderful days of high school that are long gone. I also actually pulled up an old episode of Star Trek, the original Star Trek. I'm really showing my geekiness to you here. And it's the one where the Enterprise has a first encounter with the Romulans. Okay? And so what the Romulans do is they flush out debris into space and they have a nuclear warhead in it that explodes and it disables the Enterprise. And the Romulan guy is standing there looking at it on the screen and he says, glorious, glorious. I see Bill back there, Texas Tech, pretty glorious, huh? So we use this word often to talk about human achievement or valor or, sadly, hearkening back to something that is long gone, the glory days of fill-in-the-blank. But then there was this one definition, and it stood out from all the others, and it said, offering Praise and thanksgiving to God. My friends, that's past, present, and future tense. So what does this have to do with our Lenten journey? And I think Paul can give us a lot of help in this regard. He wrote this letter to the little church at Philippi that he founded a little Christian community that he had a really good relationship with, and they were facing a lot of opposition in their culture, and times were getting tough. And so he writes this letter to encourage them to persevere and to remember who has claimed them. And I wonder if they were getting some talk about glory, right? About their human achievements. Because then Paul 
goes on to talk about his own, about the things that he gloried in at one time. And we actually get a little bit of an autobiography of Paul. He was born into the tribe of Benjamin. He was a Pharisee, a Hebrew of Hebrews, a persecutor of the church because he was so zealous for his faith and also righteous under the law. But he lines all that up on a balance sheet, right? And he puts it on the lost side. And on the asset side, on the gain side, he puts Christ. And he talks about how Christ has claimed him and how he wants to live ever more deeply into Christ's pattern, including Christ's death. And he wants that to shape him. One commentator puts it this way as she looks at this pattern that Paul talks about. Christ shares our human death and breaks its power over us through his resurrection, so enabling us to share his risen life. If we are to share that life, however, it is necessary for us to make his death our own. And this may well mean sharing his suffering. So Paul and we must become like Christ in death. Christ's humility and death are both the basis of Christian life and its pattern. We have seen this pattern before, have we not? Pastor Caroline has talked to us about her work with a time for children, and the pattern is like this. Right? Life, death, resurrection, happy, grieving, transformed. And the thing is, maybe the Philippians were trying to go from one side to the other without going here. We see that in our own culture so much, right? We want to go directly from here to here, and we don't want to deal with this stuff at the bottom. But my friends, that stuff at the bottom, the death, the grieving, the sadness, that's what remakes us ever more faithfully into the pattern of Christ. It is in that space, it is in that space at the bottom of the U where we can really come to grips with our own pain, our own lostness, our own misdirection, and where Christ's can enter in and press us on toward glory.
It's what the Lenten journey is about. It's what the life of faith is about. It's what the life of the church is about. And as a denomination, are we not right here? But that is the pattern of Christ's life. It is the pattern of Christ's glory. And through that, he has claimed us. And we have the promise that we will get here. We have the promise that we will be transformed, both as individual believers and as Christ's church, ever more fully into the glory, into the glory of Christ's life and the glory of God's kingdom. Let us press on.